classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in a mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for Chicago is very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and goth. Florianson will surpass Halpert as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is The Great Metal Debate Podcast. We are pleased for you to join us for this, our 50th episode. I'm your host, Robert, a.k.a. Gomfog Metallicus, and we've once again dredged up from the 80s my nostalgic co-host, Brian. Brian, it's our 50th show. I didn't think we would survive it, but we did. Who would have thunk it sitting in your house there all those years ago, man? I didn't think one of us would survive it because I'm sure one of us would have killed the other after 50 debates. Well, you know, as long as I'm winning, I'm okay. That can't be good then. After 50 straight defeats, I think this is time for you maybe to just tap out. Like that's going to happen. I'm old, remember? The old ones don't give up. We just fight harder. 50 episodes, dude. I know, man. And I definitely want us to go back and maybe take a look back at some of those episodes and some of our more contentious debates. But before that, I know that you had indicated a desire to talk about something that's been in the news of late. Yeah. I, you know, I noticed a very contentious thing uh, in the metal news is the decapitated story uh, with the allegations that came out about the kidnapping and the assault. And, and I, I know that it caused quite a stir on the Internet and on Facebook and, and, and just a lot of different places. I mean, what do you think of a story like that, man? It's hard to it's hard to come down on a side with that because it's so, so volatile. Yep. For folks who aren't familiar, the allegations are with regard to the Polish metal band Decapitated, essentially an allegation from a fan that she was raped by band members in the tour bus bathroom. It, yeah, I mean, they're being held in uh, in Los Angeles right now, um, and they're going to be extradited back to Spokane. Uh, there's no telling when that happens. I mean, knowing the judicial system a little bit, I know that takes a while. So, Brian, I, maybe I haven't been as keyed in on the talk on the interwebs about this. Uh, what are you seeing that people are saying about this? As you might guess, I mean, people fall on both sides of the issue, innocent until proven guilty, but yet you have to take the lady's account into as truth. You don't want to doubt someone and maybe come down on the wrong side of it. Good Lord. You don't want anybody to suffer through something like that. And it is just contentious. I mean, I, you know, what do you do? I think the question is, what do you do as a fan? And I guess I come down on the side of as a metal fan. I think metal is somewhat unique in this regard in that I don't think that metal is something that as a musical style necessarily is adhered to one part of the political spectrum or one cultural take. I think that metal is, is somewhat apolitical and acultural in that you can be on the left or the right, you can be from Europe or the States, uh, you could be poor rich. I mean, to, to me, one of the things about metal is that 
you have these bands, these artists who come from a wide variety of backgrounds with a wide variety of takes on life, philosophies, politics, what they think is right or wrong, the ethics. To me, that doesn't necessarily affect the music. Like you can, from a fan perspective, you can look at the music and somewhat push aside those other things. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely apolitical. But, I mean, the attitude that pervades uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, which is changing, it, it is changing, but, but it doesn't lend credence to the fact that this lady didn't get attacked. Although the band turned themselves in, they cooperated completely with the police, gave statements, uh, but the lady made she made the complaint almost immediately when she was released she didn't it, it, it doesn't look like she's you know looking for money it, it's hard to know where to fall and in the attitude and atmosphere of metal this is a a very disturbing thing i mean i it, it, it's hard to know literally hard to know what to think about it i mean i love the band decapitated they're a great band i have some of their stuff on my uh ipod but dang i don't know yeah, I mean, I guess the the question again comes down to, as a fan, let's say that they are guilty as charged. Absolutely, they right. they did that thing. Horrible, right. horrible thing. I I think, from a fan perspective, take that assumption and then say, what do you do with it? Do you go on as normal? Do you just say, I'm going to keep listening to them, but basically segment off the music from those people as criminals? Or do you say, no, as a consumer of music, I'm going to vote with my wallet and say I'm not going to purchase any more music or merchandise, I won't go to any shows, won't wear the T-shirt to promote them? What do you think you should do along those lines? i got to go vote with my wallet. I mean, if they did this thing, I don't want to support that in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I, I, and I wouldn't want to, any of the ladies of metals to think that I would support anything like that. I wouldn't want the bands thinking I was going to support something like that. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, you had the Lamb of God, uh, Randy Blythe, uh, accused of, of murder when he shoved that dude off the stage, and everybody was giving him hell about it. And then it comes out in the, you know, in the in the trial that he's not guilty. And so, you know, you can go on supporting the band, and you know, you're not even, you don't have to be cautious about it. If this turns out to be any way, shape, or form true, you got to treat it. That's the horrible thing it is. I tend to agree with you, Brian, that I just wouldn't support them, would maybe turn my back on them, just because of the disgusting and vile nature of this crime. I do want to hesitate a little bit about just, do I have to agree with bands about what they do, their take on life, their political stance, their stance on cultural issues those sorts of things like i want there to be i I feel like there should be at times some cognitive dissonance where like you like the art but hate the artist i find that a lot i I don't have any problem with that at all but i think this crosses the line there man you know i think this is a you either support them or you don't kind of thing i think this is one where the line has to be drawn a somewhat disappointing beginning to the 50th episode of the Great Metal Debate where you and I are in total agreement. We should actually mark this for our 100th episode and talk about the one time we agree, huh? Perhaps we should destroy this tape, and the best way to do that is to play some Succumb off their self-titled album from 2017. This is Destroyer 2. (laughs) 
And if that's Destroyer 2, I want to check out Destroyer 1 because that was pretty good stuff. So, dude, I want to talk about, you know, how much does metal permeate our life? Is it a pastime for us? Is it complete and total involvement? How much do you bring your metal lifestyle into your everyday life? So, like, you go to the office. I go to the office. You know, do we bring that into our office every day? What? How much should metal, how much does metal permeate life? I mean, I would just claim that metal is life and that things like going to the office to earn a paycheck, those are just sort of false suits that we put on ourselves at times just to kind of get by, but that at the core, our very souls are infused by metal. Nice. You know, it's something that we do to earn the money to go do the thing we really like. I mean, if that's the way we look at it, I kind of like that. But, you know, we've also talked about on the show that there are bands out there that are super talented that don't make it in the industry, and they have to have regular everyday jobs. Are you willing to sacrifice an everyday job for your metal attitude and effort? I guess it depends on what you mean by sacrifice. There could be a place where, like, you wear metal on your sleeve so much that you actually defeat your participation in the in the metal life. Like, you get fired from your job because you're like, fuck you, I'm going to listen to metal at the office. <laughs> and, and, and in turn, that means you can't go to shows, you can't buy merchandise, etc. And, and you've actually defeated what you're aiming for so i mean I, I i would be cautious about setting up some sort of a pure ideal about what the ideal metal fan has to do to live the pure metal life good i think we all make accommodations and i don't think that necessarily makes us sellouts to not be a hundred percent metal in everything we do but again the ultimate question is like What's ultimately important to you? And I think as long as the answer to that is metal, then you're a true metal warrior. Well, you know, I, I like that answer. That's sweet. But, but, you know, I think about Greg Kyle, who lost many a job because he's not cutting his freaking hair for anybody. And he lived his entire life looking for work where he could keep his hair long so he could play in a band. And he, I was just his choice, man. And, there, you know, and, I've got to tell you, metal hasn't permeated my life that much, but it was his existence. Of course, you know, now he's got the short hair because, you know, he was drinking too much and and had seizures, but he was committed to the lifestyle, you know, and you got to admire that. I appreciate guys that have that much metal in their soul. To me, the question is, do you go to the concert and you're all in on the metal and then the rest of the week, you, like, don't live the life. Like, that to me is the thing. Like, I think what we preach at the concert, that gospel, we need to live that all seven days of the week. It can't just be on Saturday night, Brian. No, I mean, it's, you know, and, and then, you know, you wear a suit all week and then you go into the concert on the weekend and claim that you're a metalhead. It's like going to church on Sunday and then living like hell all week and claiming you're Christian. That's just hilarious. You have to live the life, whatever life you choose to live. That's great. But just live it seven days a week, man. And don't come to be preaching and don't come to be talking about this and that. If you're not willing to take a little crap for it. So Brian, you mentioned going to church and last episode, we had the 
somewhat strong disagreement about black metal versus so-called Christian metal. Yeah, we, we kind of we had a little bit of a disagreement about that. We still have a little bit of a disagreement about that. So our next track is by a band, a power metal band. You might call them, though, a Christian band. I don't know. I, I would just call them power metal. This is the band from Florida, Armor of God, off their 2015 release, Dark Face of Greed. Here is Beneath the Gates of Splendor.
Beneath the Gates of Splendor. Man, talk about an excellent power metal song. Armor of God definitely lays it down with power chords ripping and roaring through the song. I love this track, man. It's what I would call white metal. It amazes me, Brian, how you askew all genres, and then at the same time you create wholesale new genres that are meaningless, like white metal. What on earth do you mean by white metal? White metal is exactly the opposite of your black metal. And you can't say it doesn't tell you anything about the music, because it does. It tells you exactly the attitude that they're going to have. And it is Christian metal. It's without the word Christian in it, so you can't be bitching and moaning about that. So what does white metal sound like, Brian? What does it sound like? It sounds like Christian metal to me. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like uplifting music instead of the darkness that you talk about, and it describes the actual metal. So I figured you wouldn't have a problem with it, since we're labeling our metal by color now. I would push back against that in the strongest terms. As you know, Brian, I have a very clear idea about what metal is. You'll recall way back on the Great Metal Debate Episode 10, where I laid out for you the definition of heavy metal. Brian, Brian, I will submit submit to you that there are five basic elements to heavy metal. metal. And I've made it easy for you. I've created an acronym, M-E-T-A-L, M, Majestic Sound, Extreme Vocals, T is for Terrible Notes, A is for Allegiance, L is for Lyrical Darkness. I think you made it very clear in your own mind about what the definition of metal was, as you often do. I don't know if you made it easy for me. I mean, you made it easy to defeat, if that's what you're talking about. I love how you ascribe arbitrary meaning to things as if they were word of God, and then expect everyone to live by it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just ascribing some meaning versus your empty claim about metal being all about attitude. Metal's attitude, dude. Uh, I'll stick with that for the day I die. If you talk to the vast majority of people who listen to metal, they will tell you that the attitude comes from the music they listen to, a wide variety of music, whether it be grunge, deathcore, hardcore, punkcore, power, uh, thrash, death, or country, what you like, goth metal. Country, pop, reggae. I mean, so what's, oh, you're very what's country, the limit? I mean, right. where's where's the where's the limit come, Brian? I mean, you essentially seem to be opening metal up to being any type of music. Well, here's what I would ask you: where does the where does the uh, the line for black metal come? I mean, you you've established a definition, a definite line of this is it and that isn't, and oh, where's that I line? Would, I would love for us to have an extensive conversation about where the line for black metal is. I actually think that would be a incredibly interesting discussion i know you would listen to about 30 seconds of that and get bored and want to move on no i mean i like some of the black metal but i definitely don't think that there's a particular line that crosses it i mean well it's just like any of the other definitions you've given me about different types of music through the years i mean we've got 50 podcasts to choose from now and every time that you throw out a definition i think it's complete bullshit There are a number of things I've done that have made you very uncomfortable, Brian. And included in those, if you recall our discussion back in episode 20, and this somewhat segues from your idea about white metal, which just makes me laugh, or Christian metal, or whatever new genre 
definition you've come up with. You're, you've become such a definer, Brian. But in, back in episode 20, you said this. With this, this new, new band, band, this, this new, new album, album from Metallica, Metallica called, called Jump in the Fire. Fire. And I remember you, you know, listening to this song with you, and I remember thinking, oh my God, this is his evil anthem and invitation all in one. He's asking us to join the dark side. And it was, uh, it was a little frightening. <laughs> Brian, I think this may have been That's one of the cool. most bizarre discussions we've ever had. Again, it never would occur to me that anyone would take the lyrics to a stupid Metallica song, and I do think Metallica is stupid, as anything other than just ridiculous grunge rock lyrics. But you seem to take it Dude. uber seriously. Dude, don't play that song again. Seriously, man, that scares me a little bit. Jump in the fire. I'm not like you, dude. I can't just worship Satan and go along with the music he plays. My God. Well, you seem to go along with a lot of things because in episode 38, I made this argument. If you talk talk to to 100 people, people, one or two percent will be able to talk with you about about metal. metal. Because Because metal metal is not not a commercial commercial phenomenon. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because somebody likes music, they can't be metal? That's the dumbest argument I've ever heard. That's the dumbest argument you've ever made, I think. I think it's probably the best argument. Turn on your radio dial, Brian, and see what album-oriented rock is playing. It's not metal. Dude, if Belfagor becomes top 40, I got no problem with that. We can still listen to it. Good Lord. How do you turn off something that you have previously liked because it gets popular? There is no metal that becomes popular. It Metal is not a popular music style. Okay, so it can't have any success, and people can't, aren't allowed to enjoy it because it messes up your definition of what it Most is. Most people do not enjoy metal. Most people run away from metal scared. That's how you know it's metal, So you Brian. like the fact that metal is not People run away from it scared. They're like, I don't want that. That's frightening to me. Oh, my God. Just like you were scared of jumping the fire back in the 80s, most people... Wait a minute, don't talk about that. Most people, when they are confronted by actual metal, say, no, I want no part in that. So, vis-a-vis jumping the fire Metallica is actual metal? Is that what you're telling me? I mean... I knew it. I knew you were a fan. It's kind of a grungy, hard rockish metal. I told you all along, Brian, that Metallica were posers and weren't true metal. Probably the most amazing thing to me, Brian, is how at times you argue that metal should be so expansive. I am exclusive in my metal. metal. I'm not exclusive. And at the same time, you seem to want to omit some very clear styles of metal, which you label with the pejorative goth. I hear this this more as goth than metal. Yeah, that makes me think back to my old goth days when I wanted to sit down and write a heartbreaking love letter to the one I loved. That's what happens when I listen to your kind of metal. Yeah, I just don't understand the talk about goth. I mean, if you want to talk about gothic themes, I mean, those have always been a part of metal. Ozzy Osbourne, Dio, Priest, those have utilized kind of gothic themes. If by goth you're referring to, like, Goth rock acts like Fields of Nephilim, Bauhaus, or The Cure. 
those bands actually take their influence from post-punk acts, which couldn't be further on the musical spectrum from something like symphonic power metal. I mean, those are more like hardcore punk bands, which you want to include in metal. You, you tend to want to assume goth as a pejorative. It seems you show little interest in actually listening to, appreciating, or differentiating the music. I, I, I just don't get it. The word symphonic is contradictory to metal. I started listening to a Nightwish album the other day, and they were playing it, and I remember thinking, this could be listened to by uh, uh, Celtic people. This could be listened to uh, in an Irish pub, but not at a metal concert. It just, it has the sound of soft, and I don't like soft. It just has an, it's an anti metal feel what to is, it okay occasionally they'll turn up the distortion right. and then they'll turn it right back down so that we can hear the other parts of the term that they use symphonic when you just change the subject completely let's go back to the subject which is your claim about certain styles being goth how does that make it like feels of nephilim or the cure which again are post-punk acts yeah i'm not familiar with those well, those are goth um, rock bands. I don't know. The sound is soft. That's what I know. That's what. What, what is it, it, what is there's soft nothing have about to do that with, kind of music that makes is, me want to headbang at all? What does all? that have to do with your claim about gothic themes? But well, because it has it sits wrong in my metal soul. That's the answer that yeah, I have. No, That's uh, the definition, yeah, you're just using It sits wrong in the metal soul. You're just using it's goth, wrong to put a name on it like that. You're just using goth as a pejorative because you're too stupid to actually take any time to listen. You won't distinguish whether you like it. If you don't like it, you just want to throw out barbs about the music. No, I don't want to listen to it is the problem, and you tend to label it as metal, and then, yes, I want to defend what actual metal is. I don't want people calling themselves metal that are not. I am I exclusive in my metal. metal. I'm not I'm exclusive. So, Brian, it sounds like you you're not me. very... I set you a perfect. It sounds like you're not very inclusive about metal. Not your metal, no. I'm not inclusive about your sound at all. That's for sure. I think you got to display a little of your attitude in the music that you play. And the attitude that they display is not one of aggression and power and intensity... It is lullabies and sleepiness, and let's all get along. That's what they display. It's hard for me to understand exactly what you mean by metal, because you at times seem to be very limiting on what you'll call metal, things that it's hard to see how they fit anywhere else. For example, symphonic power metal, which you think to, seem to think isn't metal at all, and yet there are other styles from outside metal that you seem to think are metal. And I think that punk can be included under the guise of metal. When you make that argument, you seem to be making it very much on the margins between metal and what I would consider a distinct, well, not just me, I mean, what most folks who study music would say is a distinct style of music called punk. When you talk about metal bands, you never expound on classic hardcore punk bands like Black Flag, Gorilla Biscuits, Dead Kennedys, Circle Jerks, other clear hardcore punk acts. Whenever you say punk is metal, it's always typically about bands who are like in that crossover area. 
which again seems to be less about distinct musical styles and more about just what you like. Well, that's kind of what it is about. I mean, that's what I've said from the, the beginning. It's what you like and what you don't like. Metal's an attitude, and emulated in, in, in that attitude is what you like and what you don't like. You want to think symphonic metal is metal? Go for it. I absolutely don't think that it has metal qualities. I just don't feel it, man. You seem to be saying when you say there's not enough metal is you don't like it enough. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that, except that I don't like it enough because there's not enough metal sound to it. But by metal sound, you mean attitude, which you just said was whether you like it or not. So again, you're distortion and aggression and loudness. That's the attitude. So when you say attitude, you don't mean attitude. You mean distortion and loudness. You're using the term attitude as a cipher for distortion and loud, aggressive music. I think those things display That's an attitude. Fine. I just wish you would be honest. You're as dishonest as you could be because you, you make this claim about attitude when what you really mean is aggression, distortion. Would, uh, would rightly, I think those show the attitude I'm talking would about. Would rightly encompass some elements of punk, some elements of new country, some elements of metal, some elements of hard rock. I'm sure there are other styles of music that would include that that I'm not familiar with. Again, it would be styles that you seem to like because I take it you like loud, aggressive guitars. Yes. Which is fine. I just I would just say that's not how people who study music or look seriously at music understand those distinctions. Well, I like that you say that anyone that doesn't study it and look at it the way that you do doesn't it's not study just it me. seriously. Not, that's, that's interesting. I didn't come up with these ideas, Brian. I'm def- I'm deferring to other people. Like these aren't my ideas. Why, like, why do you have to defer to other people to know what's metal? I would say. I mean, listen to the music and decide for yourself: is it metal or is it but, not? But, and then defend that, even if it doesn't make sense to everybody else. That's asinine, Brian. That that's just dishonest attitude. It's just uh, absolute dishonesty. It's not dishonesty. It's, it's dishonesty metal, dude. It's deception. not giving a shit what anybody no, else exactly. defines you're, it as. You're just you're just trying to deceive other people and be dishonest. And it's just shameful, really, that you do that. I mean, I just wish you would be honest. Uh, Instead I would, of saying I would attitude, say there's nothing deceptive about my attitude in metal. You use the term attitude, but when you when you really mean something like loud, aggressive guitars, that's not attitude. That's that's a stylistic thing. I don't think it's a smart way to categorize things stylistically, but it is a stylistic way. There, okay, a, there's a, your com- problem. You think it has to be a smart attitude, and it doesn't. No, Metal's not got anything to do with smart. You're saying you're embrace an ignorant attitude, like. My ignorant take on music is better than an informed, smart take. I'm not going to take a I'm self-important and can define everything attitude on metal. I'm going to take a what the hell do I enjoy? What do I think is aggressive and loud and powerful and fast and worthy of being labeled metal? That's my attitude. But liking all those things are fine up until the point where you said define as metal. Why does what you like have to do with defining something as metal? Again, you want to have it both ways. On the one hand, you want to say, I don't have to define things. And then you like, you just said, I've got to define it as metal if I like it. Well, from day one, I've said that's the definition of metal. If I like it or not, it's and metal. And from day one, you've also what, said. How do I know what's what? It's what my attitude and from is. from day one, you've also you said. You keep trying to put me in this box of definitions. You're the, 
I don't need a box of definitions. I have a very distinct definition. Do I like it or not? Do I think it's better or not? And that's good enough for me. Your willingness to be deceptive and contradictory in what you say is amazing. Back to the issue of Christian or white metal, which is laughable. I've got some friends from down the road here in western Kentucky who I think would have a very interesting take on so-called white metal. It's my buddies in Fornicus from right here in western Kentucky. Their album, Hymns of Dominion, from 2016. This is one of their awesome songs, which is not white at all. It's black. It's dark. It's evil. Hail Satan. Hordes of the Abyss.
Well, I don't know about Hail Satan, but Hail Fornicus, that song was awesome. I love that song. That's a great band there out of Glasgow. So, Brian, what have you been listening to lately? I have been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift and a lot of uh, Justin Bieber. What the hell do you think I've been listening to? Metal, dude. That's what I've been listening to. If I listen to it, it's metal. I've been listening to the new album Chaos Born by Empyrean Throne. That's a really good one, man. I, I encourage our listeners to check that out. Also listening to Origin, their new one, Unparalleled Universe. And then, Brian, the new one from Scandinavian black metalers Mercur, Merit. I know a lot of people have different ideas about Mercur. I'd be curious what other folks think about that. I think it's okay, not really my thing, but uh, interesting take on ambient black metal. Ambient black metal. You continue to pick up shit that has nothing to do with metal and call it metal, but hey, it's your life. Live it how you want, man. Gee. That'll do it for this show. Remember, you can access all the great metal debate episodes, including our debate shows, artist interviews, and fan casts on SoundCloud.com as well as selected content on YouTube. And if you check us out on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating so that others will see all the episodes. And if you have a suggestion for the show, tweet us at MetalDebate or send us an email via thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. Plus, don't forget to join in the Metal Debate by liking our Facebook page. You're the worst fucking metal fan I've ever met in my life. Until the next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day. Yeah.